ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Magikirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Hey, hey, hey. Andrew is the General Manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey Team. He is the lead ice technician at the Blazers Ice Center, and he is also the head pom-pom cheerleader for OU (laughs) Hockey. And uh, Andrew, we're we're doing this uh, a day later than normal. We are, and you are on pins and needles because, as wearing your general manager hat, you're sending a team on the road. They are they are loading up the buses here in just a little bit and driving through the night. And as I understand it, you are not going to be there. I will not be at that send off party. That is that is correct. <laughs> I can't understand why you don't want to go to a hockey rink in the middle of the night to wave I, goodbye to a whole bunch of knuckleheads. I, I have done my general manager duties today. I have done all my stuff with the school that needed to be approved. I have gotten bus snacks for the boys. I've gotten drinks, hotels, restaurants. I've gotten everything. So You, you pointed them in the right direction and said go. Uh, yep. There you go, boys. Have at it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, hey, congratulations, and thanks for carving some time out of your busy schedule to uh, to help us out here. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to have to make this one snappy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing this. Uh, we're, let's In the middle, there's a non-conference game going on right now. Utah is playing at Colorado, and I think they're starting up the second period. It's not broadcast, as far as I could tell, but they're doing a great Twitter updates. So, yeah, well, hopefully we'll be able to get done before, uh, um, well, at least before the game is over. I, I was going to say before the second period's over, but I think that's a lost cause, knowing how much I talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. See, a little, little self-flagellation there to, to get going here on there you go. I the like it. third episode of Season 6 of the WCHL Podcast. Here we go, Andrew. We had some games this past week. We had a bunch of WCHL games. Uh, the Utah Utes that we just talked about, before they went to Colorado to play tonight, they were out in Las Vegas for two games, and they played a rare midnight game against yep. uh, the Skating Rebels, and then they also midnight played a minus. Saturday afternoon game. Yep. So you, you, oh. you, you tell me, UNLV ended up winning both games. They won 5-2 to two on the midnight game and 4-3 to three in overtime in the afternoon game on Saturday. Right. A- Andrew, tell me about this. Would you want to go play anybody, let alone in Las Vegas, but would you want to go play anybody at midnight? I would, uh, absolutely not. In the, uh, you know, you've got that grand uh, Christian school that can't play on Sundays or whatever that is, so... We've had these midnight things come up a lot here in the last few years, it seems like. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Kind of wild. There, there are some places that really pull it off and where it's part of the tradition. I know the University of Kentucky, and I think they play like D3 or D2. Um, they do it there, and it's like their Friday night games are at midnight. 
It's crazy, isn't it? Oh well, I, I couldn't do that, but then I'm an oh, old no. I'm an old guy. Yeah, I'm 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 younger than you are, and I still couldn't do it. I mean, there I know that I know that you and LV is trying to make some lemonade out of the lemons that they were dealt from the uh, from the rink. And uh, so you know they they made the best of a of a of a yeah, bad hey. situation, but props boy, to, props to those guys, right? Hey, the other thing is we're sitting here in the Central Time Zone, and that game got going at midnight Pacific. Yeah, so two o'clock our time. Two o'clock in the morning our time. It ended at like close to five in the morning our time. Did no, you thank you. No, I didn't stay up to watch that. Did you? I'm, I'm so I did. I'm surprised you weren't up with me. <laughs> I, I certainly was up watching it. No, I, I came close to starting it, but man, no way. How about that? That's crazy. I, I, I hey, power to those guys in uh, O to be young again. Yeah, but they uh, very well could have easily canceled it, right? So yeah, they, yeah. like you said, they made the best out of the situation. Vegas, uh, like I said, Props takes takes game one, uh, five to two, and that's the midnight game. And then in the afternoon game, boy, it got a little tight. Uh, uh, Utah um, had a Utah had a lead, and Vegas came back and tied it up to make it three to three. And literally, uh, I think it was like thirty seconds into overtime, I had inside baseball here, inside hockey, I guess it is not baseball, but. Um, I got a text from the one of the Utah coaching staffs uh, as it was leading up to the end of regulation. They said, "What? Quick! What's the WCHL overtime procedure?" <laughs> so you know, and so I, I, I shot it back to him. You know, it's a three on three, five minute three on three, and then it goes to a three person shootout. And if we're still tied at the end of three persons, then it's sudden death. And uh, I, you know, I said, "Good luck." And uh, boom! Before I could. Uh, send good luck and then uh, turn the game back on it was over because like 30 yeah. seconds in UNLV Quick. scores the winning goal but I think I yeah, that was I kind of picked Utah to win that one on Saturday yeah so yeah that was that was kind of surprising so are you claiming that as a victory is that what's going on here that's uh, a partial victory yeah <laughs> All right. Well, those were the uh, those were the first uh, uh, WCHL games for UNLV, uh, and they were the second uh, set of WCHL games for Utah. So that that got off to a rock and start. UCO went out to the desert and they opened the season uh, for Arizona State. Arizona State kicked off their season with a tough matchup, uh, hosting the Broncos out there. And boy, the Broncos. Uh, brought it to them on Friday night, beating the yeah, Sun Devils six to two. Yeah, that's that's a tough uh, that's a tough way to open up the season with UCO down, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. And then uh, the next day on Saturday evening, um, it was a little closer affair. Uh, it was a three to one UCO victory, but um, boy, just a, a tough way to open the season by bringing in uh, you know one of the perennial top 10 teams uh, in the ACHA so uh, yeah and they're and they're big and physical and fast this year so yeah that's that was that was a tall task on their part right there UCO's uh, number 19 Vitaly Mikhailov had a hat trick on Friday night and I believe that was his fourth game in a row with a hat trick yeah, I was going to say that'd make four in a row for him for with a Hattie. I think he scored a hat trick against Oklahoma, didn't he? Yep, I think he had a natural against us, if and, I remember right. And then he scored a hat trick in each of the games against Colorado, and then he scores a hat trick on uh, 
on the first game at Arizona State. And I guess, uh, you know, if there's a if there's a partial victory, a moral victory, or a silver lining, whatever you want to call it, he didn't get a hat trick in the game in the next game against Arizona State. So uh, he only he only scored one of the three goals. How about that? The kid can the kid can play. That's for sure. Kid can play. UCO has found themselves a goaltender in Ben Kelch. And, uh, you know, UCO is, I think, staking a claim to, um, you know, they're, they're going to vie for the, for the, for the conference championship. I'm not saying that the, the others aren't, yep. I'm not saying I that think, it's uh, out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. They're a big dog. They're starting strong for sure. Got that right. Got that right. Yeah. ASU. We'll, we'll get to ASU. They played a couple of more games. Um, but, uh, yeah, what a tough way to start the season two uh, against UCO. Yeah, you at least want to get a warm up in there before you before you have one of the big dogs come into town, right? Yeah, well, and especially, I mean, the, the big dog and the big dog had what seven games under their belt already before they went to Arizona State. Yeah, six, yeah, five, six games, something like that. They had a lot. Yeah, so I mean, what Colorado, Alabama, U, and yeah. um, that's that's at least five. That's five right there. I yeah. think they played two more. I, I could be wrong, but uh, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. All right. Um, Colorado State coming off a sweep at home, a, a loss of or two losses. Let's let me let me back up. <laughs> Colorado State coming off getting swept at home at Fort Collins at the hands of Missouri State, then traveled down to Tucson to take on U of A. U of A was licking its wounds because they also got swept at Utah the week before. They did. Arizona laid the wood to Colorado State on Friday night, eight to two. Yeah, that was ugly. And then uh, on Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, it was a little bit more respectable. Uh, five to three was the was the final. Colorado State, uh, I, I think the the story there. Well, two storylines come out of those games. Uh, number one, Arizona kind of rebounded from the from the Utah weekend, and they found their scoring touch. And the other thing is Colorado State, uh, their scoring touch is only going to come on the power play. I think most of their goals, I think they went three for three on Saturday uh, in terms of the power play. That's the only way they're going to score goals. Yeah, so don't give them that opportunity. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's, uh, considering that's where your guys are headed this week, that's kind of uh, sage advice, or it could be sage mm-hmm. advice. We'll see. We'll see. Could be. I don't know. Um, you know Anthony Churro looked good in that for uh, for U of A. I'll tell you who's looking really good for, for U of A, and it's um, I've been talking about it with a, with a friend of mine. He's a, he's a wizard, all cap, uh, <laughs> all, all, no cape, all cap. Um, Number nine, the defenseman for uh, Arizona, Cameron Timor. Yeah, he just he's he just looks like he's on now. Granted, it's only four games into the season now. I guess he's played six. Um, but boy, he he just looks like a rock back there on defense for for the Wildcats. Yeah, and he's been good for a while, but coming out coming out out of the gate strong here. And then uh, also number fourteen for U of A. Uh, uh, um, I think his name is Greg Malafronte. Um, looks really good. Um, just a, um, you know, he does smart things with the puck, and he's in yeah. the, he's in the right areas. He makes he makes good decisions, and um, so, anyways, uh, those those two stood out to me here over the weekend uh, for for U of A. So kind of interesting, kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, U of A gets two wins. CSU is still looking for their first win. And uh, boy, what a that's a long ways to go to take two L's. Oh, 
How about that? But CSU has their crowd. Colorado State has their crossover game out of the way. At least the crossover road trip. They get. Um, I, I think they get Green Canyon. I'll have to look at my schedule. But uh, oh no 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 no. Green Canyon just went to. Uh, they went. To, that's where we're going next because Grand Canyon yeah. went on the road. What a, what a segue. Yeah. What a what a bore a bad segue that is. <laughs> I, I wonder who uh, who goes to U of uh, Oh Colorado State. Hmm. I mean, oh, Utah, Utah, that's what it is. Utah comes to them later later in the year. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's get back to that uh, poor segue. Grand Canyon <laughs> goes on the road. They play three games in three days, a traditional WCHL weekend, an old-school WCHL weekend, I guess we should say now. Man it up right there, aren't they? There you go. Thursday, they. Uh, they I was going to say they flew into to St. Louis, but I heard they bust all the way from Ugh. Phoenix to St. Louis Ugh. and then came back to Springfield for two games. So Grand Canyon kicked off the WCHO old school weekend with a Thursday night game at Maryville. Maryville out of the B conference. Maryville thinks they're uh, this is their year, and uh, turned out to be a seven to four Maryville uh, victory. But I think the story of this game is uh, uh, there, there were kind of ebbs and flows, and uh, Maryville jumped out to a big lead, and then Grand Canyon fought back in the uh, late latter half of of the game and you know made it respectable good for good for them yeah maryville got out to like a seven to one lead and uh early and you know before the the halfway point or of the second period and then after that boy it was all grand canyon and maryville was kind of uh puckering up there a little bit because they were it was a little bit of squeaky bum syndrome was coming coming on to the saints because grand canyon had found their groove uh, good for those guys Good for those guys. They, uh, not going to say why, but good for them. <laughs> not going to say why. Uh, <laughs> he, sounds, sounds like there's a hidden story there be, uh, <laughs> with, with the B conference, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll avoid that. We'll, we'll wait for the, for the B conference podcast for that one. There you go. There you go. Do we have a B conference podcast? I don't think so. Uh, nope. Dang it. You don't have anybody. It's cool to be your sidekick over there. That well, wasn't that the truth. Isn't that the <laughs> truth? Uh, Grand Canyon. Then after, uh, uh, losing on Thursday night, they went down to Springfield to take on Missouri state in their first, uh, WCHL game of the season and boy missouri state brought out the whooping <laughs> stick on friday night oh did they ever Ooh, oh, ooh, and, and <laughs> it, it was kind of ugly to watch um you know you well, i just got through saying grand canyon looked really good in the back half of that thursday night game and so you're thinking okay well they found their legs yeah they're gonna bring something and yep uh, not so much 15 to 2 that's a oh. football score andrew point night for missouri state that's two touchdowns and a two-point conversion uh and versus uh a safety oh my gosh 15 to 2 missouri state brings it against grand canyon at home man that yeah that's that's point night that's ugly that was ugly. Then the next night, it got a little bit better. Um, a little bit better. It kind of looked like it was. It jumped out and looked in the first period like it was on the way to another just uh, lopsided score. And it, yeah. uh, it, it, it was kind of lopsided, but it didn't get as bad as fifteen to two. Missouri State sweeps the weekend with an eight to three victory over uh, Grand Canyon. Yeah, but still eight to three. I mean, that's what twenty three to five. I mean, holy smokes! And that's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals in one weekend. Wow. Wow. 
I mean, the the poor scorekeeper up there at Missouri State, his hand must have fallen off. He's going to have oh. to take the weekend off. A new, how many score sheets did they turn in for that one? <laughs> I mean, that's, you, you know, Andrew, you bring up a good point because I think the score sheet only has, for for goals, it only has spots for 10 or 12. So yeah. they, they, I know they turned in th- uh, two sheets for the first night. Wow, what a mess, what a mess. So that's an ugly uh, road trip for Grand Canyon. Uh, loss at Maryville and then two L's at Missouri State. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I guess they're learning. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, they gave up 30 goals on the weekend, so they'll have to they'll have to figure something out there and shore that up a little bit. But well, hey. Redemption is uh, right around the corner for them, so yeah. they'll, they'll have their chance. Uh, so that was the weekend, and then uh, here during the midweek, and that's the reason why we're on Thursday night and not uh, earlier, is because Arizona traveled up the uh, interstate to go to Tempe, and they played uh, their first two WCHL games of the season at, um, I shouldn't say it's the first two because it's not. Uh, It's the, the, U of A went to Arizona State, and they play eight times this season. And these two games in Tempe are two of the four that will count for the WCHL standings. Yep. The other yeah. six games down in are going to be down in Tucson, and I think there's a series in December, a series in January, and then a series in late February. And that late February series is the one is that's going to count. The one that will count for WCHL purposes. So they'll have four non-conference games and four conference games. These two that were up in Tempe were conference games. In uh, Arizona, won the first night on Tuesday. They beat uh, ASU four to one. So, again, a tough sledding for Arizona State. Opens yep. with UCO, then they come on and they have to and take on their Arizona. in-state rival. Yeah, that's a tough start right there. But they, uh, boy, they, 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 I think they righted the ship. Well, not they righted the ship. I think they're, uh, Arizona State's a good little team, and they, uh, they proved it. They won last night. Uh, they beat Arizona 3-2 to two yep. in regulation, and, um, yeah, looked, they, they look good doing it. So, uh, yeah. well, and they're, and they're very well coached, so they'll, you know, get some of these early hiccups out of the way. I think they'll be just fine up there. Yeah, so in their first, geez, they played four games in six days against two of the biggest dogs in the conference, and they went one and three. And that's uh, that's a tough way to start the season, but uh, respectable. You know, they hung. Yep. They hung. Yep, they were, so. yep, they were in there. They're in there. There you go. So uh, so there you go. Those were the games that were, what is that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games in five days i think it is six days it's a lot of of hockey right there that's a lot of hockey and uh a midnight game a couple of afternoon games some weekday games man you you get your pick of it's it's kind of like a variety pack right (laughs) what kind of game do you want we have it here in the western collegiate (laughs) hockey league do you want a midnight game we got you one do you want an afternoon game we got you one do you want a weeknight game we got you one yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're just the you're the spice of life, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you making fun of me? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right, hey, let's take a quick look at the uh, WCHL standings. Remember, we're doing this on points, so um, uh, every team at the end of the it's it's uneven right now. For instance, Arizona has played six conference games. Oklahoma, by contrast, has played zero as we sit yep. here today. 
Uh, but when all is said and done, every team hopefully will have played 20 conference games. So that's why we're using the actual league points earned. And right now we have a tie at the top with between uh, Central Oklahoma and Missouri State. Both of those teams have played four games. They've won all four, and so they've got 12 points. Arizona has played six games. They've won three, lost three, so they have nine points. Utah is in uh, fourth place. They have seven points. Um, Nevada, Las Vegas, after only playing two games, they're in fifth place with five points. Arizona State, courtesy of last night's victory, even though they've only played four games, they're in sixth place with three points. And then we have Colorado, Colorado State, Grand Canyon, and Oklahoma. They're all tied for last place or seventh, if you will. Yep. And that's because they have zero points. Yep. So, and let's remember for those who aren't paying attention or who, who have forgotten or who, who are new to the WCHL podcast, in the Western Collegiate Hockey League, we give three points for a, a win in regulation. We give two points for a win in a shootout or overtime, one point for a loss in a shootout or overtime, and zero points for a loss in regulation. So that's why the Utah... They've played four games. They have seven points because they have two wins, one loss in regulation, and one overtime loss. So they got six points for the wins and a point for the overtime loss. That's why Vegas has only uh, five points, even though they've played two games, one on both. One was a regulation win. One was an overtime win. You might you might want to take a break now because that's a lot of math for you in, in, a, in a quick little <laughs> segue there. I'm telling you what, yeah. I had, had, to take my, had to take my shoes off. Yeah. And uh, yeah. get get all twenty of my toes, you know, you know just <laughs> counted them up just right. So, <laughs> wow. All right. Well, hey, let's take a quick break. Great, great segue there, Andrew. Let's take a quick break, and then we will go. Let's talk about some rankings and some. Uh, the, we'll get Andrew's predictions from the uh, week ahead, and maybe we'll check in and see what's going on with Utah and Colorado right now because it's live while we're doing this broadcast. Sound like oh, a plan? Oh boy, sounds like a plan to here me. We, here we go. All right, we got time for a few questions here. We got a plane to catch. Johnny, another tough loss for the club. Fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. Tell us what went wrong out there. We got to have four lines banging, banging bodies all night long, uh, getting pox out, keeping it simple. Mike, this loss puts you guys in last place in the West. The coach's job is on the line. What's the solution here? Well, you know, we can start by staying out of the box. We'll play a discipline game out there, pretty simple stuff. Uh, but we're frustrated here right now. We're a frustrated bunch. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, that someone's got to wear it, and it's usually the coach. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to uh, the guys in this room to uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, win some hockey games. Johnny, you were recently photographed in a Florida strip club snorting cocaine off a transvestite prostitute's breasts. What's the story there? Four lines. Four lines. Four lines of cocaine? You got to have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies. Doing the little things right. Mike, word is your, um, this is off topic, I know, but uh, word is your sexual preference tends towards men. Um, would you like to speak to that? No, you can't always be in the box, you know. Can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes one way or another. You know, finding those pockets out there. So, you know, we got to uh, just keep working hard, get uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and, uh, you know, win some hockey games. Johnny, true, you admitted <clears throat> yourself to a Colorado hospital with a gerbil inside your anal cavity. Well, you got to get it out right. Uh, you got to clear your own zone. Uh, you get in trouble, you gotta get those pucks high hard off the glass. Mike, rumor is that there's a sexually transmitted fungal infection going on amongst the coaching staff. Who's to blame for that? 
Ultimately, it's on the players. Uh, ultimately, it's on the guys in this room it's where it starts. Uh, it's like I said, you know, it's too bad that somebody's got to wear it. It's usually the coach. But, uh, you know, we got a good group of guys in this room, a group of guys who likes to bounce back after something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, it's on the players to uh, get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Get pucks in the net. Get pucks in the net. And, uh, you know, win some hockey games. Thanks, Mike. You bet. None of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger? These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chalk. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. All righty, Andrew. I think that's enough letter candy for one night. So, uh, well, I kind of like that, uh, the, 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 uh, all, all the canned answers there to everything. Just get, uh, get, get it deep, get it out of the zone, get it deep. Yeah. Uh, those guys are beauties. That's for sure. They are. They are. Gotta love, gotta love the hockey boys. And I figure we stay away from Ted Lasso this week since, uh, you're not, you're not a fan or at least you haven't watched it. So yeah. We'll focus on a little bit of letter candy, but uh, anyways, hey, uh, we're we're back and let's the ranking number three for the ACHA coaches came out uh, this week, and six of the ten WCHL teams are in the top twenty-five. Um, number eight is Nevada, Las Vegas. Number ten is Central Oklahoma. Missouri State is 16, Arizona is 18, Arizona State is 23, and Andrews Oklahoma Sooners are 25. Utah is just hanging outside. They would be number 27. They've they're receiving some uh, some votes. So uh, the number one team in the nation, according to the coaches, is Adrian. We'll just do the top five. It's Adrian Lindenwood at two, Liberty at three, Minot State at four, Iowa State at five. Andrew, give me some quick thoughts on what you think of this most recent ACHA coaches ranking. Uh, I think they should take the coaches ranking and can it. Why do you say that, Andrew? Well, it's a total bias. They, uh, nobody's paying attention to it. It's just slapping names in on lines and, and calling it a day. You know, uh, um, the... I, I I tend to agree, and I you know the reason why we do the coaches ranking is because the the teams felt as if they needed a ranking, any ranking, for publicity purposes, and I, you know the 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 coaches that brought this up at the uh, annual meeting it was about five six years ago. Uh, they're no longer at their respective schools. In fact, they're no longer in the ACHA. One of them is working for College Hockey Inc., and another one uh, is working at a high school uh, at the rink that he that he runs up in Michigan. Um, both really, really, really good guys, and I I understand it. But um, the fact of the matter is, I understand their reasoning. But the simple fact of the matter is, nobody's paying attention to these rankings, and they yeah. don't and they don't matter. Nobody pays attention. I mean, I think, and I agree that there needs to be some kind of ranking when we first get started and, and it makes it tough. Right. So, but maybe it should go maybe like a six or seven person panel that, that votes on this. That's, you know, throw it out to all 68 members. You throw it out to, you know, five or six guys and they, those guys are paying attention. You get probably a little bit more accurate ranking to start with before the computer kicks in, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if there's any easy way other than, you know, what we're doing now or just get rid of it. 
um, whichever way, whatever happens now, ultimately it means nothing because the computer kicks in November 1st. So whether you do a coach's ranking or whether you do a, a, a committee ranking or whether you do no ranking, ultimately it's it's not going to matter because the computer kicks in November 1st and that's the ranking that's that matters. Yeah, it's going to blow this thing up. It's Yeah, that'll be great. I think it's telling if you pay attention in, in the ACHA um, Twitter, uh, ACHA Men's Division One Twitter. If you don't follow it on Twitter, you should because you get a lot of good scores from around the from around the ACHA Men's Division. It's a, at ACHA Men's D One. That's the Twitter handle at ACHA Men's D One. Follow it. Uh, that's where the uh, the ranking gets released. It's also on the ACHA website at achahockey.org. But if you'll notice, or I've noticed, this is the third ranking, and it's the same 25 teams in each of the rankings. All they're doing is maybe moving, well, here, let's look. Um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 are all exactly the same from last week. Yep. Then 11, 12, and 13 last week are reversed and are 13, 12, and 11 this week. So it's just, you know, it's, it's, just, it, it, it's, it's like that little game that you played where you had, it was a square and you can move the, the tiles around. There was one empty mm-hmm. square and then you had yep, to, you could just move the little pieces around to make the puzzle. Yep. That's all we're doing. We have the 25 teams. They're just moving it around in the spots yep. in the 25 spots. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Now go ahead. I know you want to say something about a particular team in this ranking that is still in this ranking. It is 07 and one Illinois. Go ahead. Spill it, Andrew. Oh, uh, seven and one. And they're still in the, in the top 25 rankings. I just, I'm calling BS on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, Honest to goodness, I'm calling BS here. We'll see. November 1st can't get here quick enough for many reasons. Number one, because November is Thanksgiving month and it's good eating. That's what I'm thinking about it. But also because of the the computer ranking. Oh, my gosh. Straighten all this mess out, right? I'm telling you what. Out of my B conference, the Midwest College Hockey, MCH, uh, there are two teams that are kind of in this ranking. Maryville is in here at number 11. And uh, then Midland from the B Conference, they're in the others receiving votes. They would have been 29 um, had the had the rankings been extended that far. I think we'll find out here pretty quick that um, I well, I just think the the rankings, the computer will 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 fix all these issues. At first, it's yeah, going to just it. be chaos, but it'll eventually settle down yeah, into December and January. Yeah, give it give it a couple of weeks and it'll it usually settles down pretty fast. Teams that are number eleven will soon find themselves number twenty seven. Teams that are number twenty seven will find themselves to be number eleven. Yep. Uh, so it, it's it's getting crazy. But I, anyways, I just you got to we do it. We don't have to do it, but we do it, and uh, I know it gets gives people some heartburn. Um, and I just try to tell folks to chill out. It doesn't matter a hill of beans. There was no. one, there was one team that complained that their record in the ranking was wrong. It was incorrect. was off by a game. 
And I just wanted to tell the guy, dude, <laughs> chill out. It doesn't yeah. matter. Who, who cares? They're not giving trophies away in October. <laughs> yeah. Nationals yeah. is not this week. Who we cares? Have a long way to go. And this has no. And, and, and then, then the guy came back and said, hey, yeah, no problem, as long as it doesn't affect our ranking in the computer. And I'm like, this has <laughs> zero effect on yeah. the ranking on the computer. Like, uh, oh, so that just proves that people don't know what's going on, but whatever. Anyways, all right, Andrew. Hey, let's get to some predictions. Let's look to the games this weekend, and we'll we'll save your best for last because it's your team. Oh, are, are, are you going to pull a Kirk Herbstreet here? You know, he when he does all <laughs> the college football predictions, he says, "Oh, I'm calling that game," so I can't. I have to be objective and and can't offer an opinion. Although, yeah, you know me, I'm not. I'm never afraid to throw an opinion out there. All right. Well, that's that's what I was hoping to hear, but I just had to ask. Uh, you know me. I'm never afraid to throw an opinion out. <laughs> All right. Um, here, before we, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna give you a, a kind of an advantage here. Oh boy. Yep. Because the first games are, ooh, the first games are the, some of the games going on right now. As we said, Utah is right now at Colorado for two non-conference games. They're playing Thursday and Friday in non-conference. Uh, those two schools have, in addition to the Western Collegiate Hockey League uh, schedule, they have uh, agreed to a home-and-home. Home. So Utah's at Colorado now. I think later on in the semester, Colorado goes to Utah in the spring semester. So those, That's not a bad little so, yeah. Not a bad little trip. Not a bad trip at all. Not a bad trip at all. And right now, Andrew, the latest score update is with six minutes, 38 seconds in the second period, the game is tied four to four. So I'm going to ask you, Wow. with that information, how's this, uh, how's this, what's, what's going to happen here in this Utah, Colorado series? Uh, I'm going to call a split. Utah. And so who's going to win tonight? <laughs> Knowing that it's call. four, four. Colorado on Thursday and Utah on Friday. There we go. All right. So Andrew's big predictions are a split between the Utes and the Buffs. These are uh, Colorado's first games, uh, first first W first men's division one games back at the CU Rec Center. They played earlier there, but it was against M two Metro State, the Roadrunners from Metro State. Do you know how many Roadrunners there are in suburban Denver? Probably not very many. <laughs> yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. So I always find yeah. that interesting. So. Yeah, not too many. Not too many roadrunners in uh, Colorado. There, Arizona on Saturday is playing a one game only uh, against uh, at Grand Canyon up at Arcadia Ice. So uh, Arizona, fresh off a split with ASU, is going to Grand Canyon, and Grand Canyon is looking for their first win of the season. At least the first men's division one win of the season. Who do you? What do you got? You know what? I have to go U of A on this one. The uh, Grand Canyon didn't have a very good showing this past weekend, so until they prove otherwise, I'm going U of A. All righty. Missouri State and Arizona State are off this weekend. Um, Andrew, you've already said you're not going to go Kirk Herb Street on us, so give us a <laughs> prediction. Oklahoma at Colorado State this weekend. Oh, the Sooners invade Epic, and I understand it's Western night on Saturday night up yeah. there, and uh, they're looking for cowboys and cowgirls. Bring your mm-hmm. best hats, Daisy Dukes, tight jeans, belt buckles, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bring it. Mm-mm-mm. What's going to happen, Andrew, what? your Oklahoma Sooners against my daughter's Colorado State Rams? 
Oh, I can say I'm glad I'm not going to be there for Western night. (laughs) (laughs) That is a given. And I don't know what you're talking about because it's going to be all OU for two. Woo, a sweep, a sooner sweep. All right, all right. You couldn't have expected anything else. Well, see, that's what I worried. Now, we're, we're either we're either going to go all Kirk Herbstreit where he's going to say, nope, no predictions, or we're just going to go all super fan, and we're going to say, of course, Oklahoma. There's no objectivity here. I just, think... Just just for you. This is, this is me. I think this is going to be a very good matchup, and I would not be surprised if there's a split. I would be either. Yeah. No, this would be good. These would be good little games. I can also tell you that my daughter uh, confirmed to me that she'll probably be going on Saturday night. Oh, boy. To check it out. But she will be wearing her traditional Western wear of leggings and a big baggy sweatshirt. Yeah. Smart girl. Yeah. She's she's going for comfort. Yeah. Smart girl. The other series, it's going to happen here in uh, the 405. The Skating Rebels from UNLV, high off of a uh, sweep of Utah, are in town, and they're going to take on the Broncos at UCO. This should be a high-powered, high-caliber, high-octane affair. Rebels versus Broncos. Andrew, what do you got? You know what? I think I think this is going to be a split. Ooh, a split, you think, huh? I think, I think this will be a split. I think UCO will get them on Friday. I think UNLV will come back and even up the series on Saturday. Wow. Okay. Interesting. 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 I will not be able to be at the Saturday affair. And well, it's kind of still up in the air about the Friday affair. But uh, Saturday, I will be uh, I will be unable to attend because I have another commitment I have to go to. I've got a. Oh, boy. I know. How about this? In my real life as a, as a lawyer, I have, a, uh, I have an employee who's in who also, her hobby, just like my hobby is dealing with hockey and doing podcasts and stuff like that, her hobby is MMA fighting. And she's fighting on Saturday, so I have to go support her. Yeah, So I'll be driving about an hour and a half south of here to some uh, wretched casino or some nasty coliseum in the middle of an army town. Um, I'm sure that'll just be full of testosterone. It'll be it'll be slightly less rowdy than the UCO crowd at, at the yeah, Arctic no Edge doubt. Ice Arena. Yeah. Just don't give them quarters. I'm telling you what. That's <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, so Andrew says a split, a UCO Friday night win, a UNLV comes back on Saturday. Are you now? The big question, the elephant in the room is: yeah. Are you are you tough enough to go to a wretched bar in an army town to an MMA fight and make it out? Well, well we're going to find out because I'm going. I I'm hoping you, to make it out. Are you Are you taking your wife? Taking the boss, of course. Oh, you'll be fine then. She's tough tough enough to get you out. She is tough enough. She is definitely tough enough. She's got a, uh, she's got a dagger tongue. I mean, she'll, (laughs) she can just light people up with her words. And if, if not that, then she's also got a quick Latina temper. So, uh, I mean, she, there's a, there's, the ingredients are there for a lot of violence. Oh boy. Yes, and I'm talking about my lovely wife. <laughs> so that could be fun. All right, so so there we go. Andrew says Utah and Colorado are going to split. U of A is going to take uh, Grand Canyon on Saturday at Arcadia Ice. OU, Andrew said, is going to sweep. And I'm thinking, well, that's a split. And Andrew says UCO and UNLV are going to split. And I wouldn't be surprised. I, quite honestly, I think that one's the big crapshoot. 
Yes. I, I, if they split, I wouldn't be surprised. If one of them swept, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, totally, it could go. That's a that's a crapshoot right there on that one. I think that I I think that series though will have a serious effect on the outcome for the uh, WCHL conference championship. It'll have major ramifications. So whoever wins, let's say a split would would kind of keep things all even. But who, if there's right, a yeah. sweep one way or the other, it puts that team that that sweeps puts them i think in the driver's seat yep yep i wouldn't disagree so should be interesting we also have some other uh andrew i'm going to throw in an extra special kind of an honorable mention okay oh maryville at lindenwood this weekend oh all lindenwood i'm telling you poor illinois you're oh seven and one fighting illini of illinois they hosted lindenwood last week and got blasted 12 to 1 and they're still in the top 25, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's going to happen to Maryville, but wow, I think, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting. How about that? Yeah, I, uh, it's going to be all Lindenwood right there. <laughs> all righty. Hey, quick, let's let's hear a chance, and then we're going to come back. I want to hear, Andrew, what, what you've got some opinions on something. I want to hear your, your thoughts, okay? Oh, oh God. Oh, uh, oh boy. Hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. All righty, Andrew. Uh, this is the point of the podcast where we just normally kind of freestyle and let's talk yeah. about what we want to talk about. Um, a- anything on your mind that you want to uh, that you want to gritch about? Oh. oh, I threw you for a loop, didn't I? I yeah, I don't think I have anything tonight. All right, well here, let's. I've, I've got a little list. Um, uh-huh. la- last week during this segment, I talked about registrations and people getting, uh, you know, having a difficult time getting their rosters into USA uh-huh. Hockey into the ACHA. Which is not hard, by the way. I'm just proud to say now that the Western Collegiate Hockey League, as well as the B Conference, are all 16 teams are now caught up. Well, how about that? Yes, and 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 all of the games. I, I, I constantly, I can't tell you how many emails I get from the as the communication dude for the ACHA that I get that says, hey, so-and-so's team is listed as 3-0, and but they're really 7-0. and And I have to tell everybody, <laughs> that means that their opponent hasn't figured out their registration business Games yet. Games aren't in the system. But hold on, I'm confident they'll get it worked out. Andrew, today... Most of those games got scored and are worked out now. There's there's one game involving the B conference that is not scored, but all the games that have been played for the A conference here in the Western Collegiate Hockey in. League are all in the system, so everything is accurate. Well, I, I'm not going to say accurate. How everything is scored. Leading the way. How about us? There you go. There you go. So there, that's that. That was my fun week, and now that means that I get to focus on uh, the next great thing, which is the conference schedule for next year. So I'll be doing that this weekend while while I'm in between fights down in. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Pardon me, boys. I'm gonna sit here with my computer and get some work done. Yeah, yeah. Spread out, spread yeah. out, make some room. Try not to get blood on my computer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Keep your blood and beer to yourself right now. Oh, boy. Hey, I've got, uh, you know, Halloween's coming up here, Andrew. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a quick, Then, if you need to take time, <laughs> I'm going to give you some time. But I want, you to, I want you to give me your top three Halloween candies. Oh, that's easy. Here, let's hear them. In reverse order. Oh, in reverse order? Well, yeah, let's Number see. three. That would be number three, two, one. 
Snickers bars, number Ooh. three. Okay. Sweet tarts. Wow. Okay. The the little the little packet that you open up and there's two two little round sweet tarts in there. Oh, okay. So it's not you're not talking the 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 Smarties. You're talking sweet tarts. Oh yeah, sweet tarts. What is there like two or three in the package? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then and then the king of all Halloween candy, the little like bite sized box of nerds. I mean, come on. Is there anything oh else? Oh my god. Yeah, I can write this down because this is so weird. Snickers. <laughs> Sweet tarts and nerds. Nerds. I mean that that right there probably describes this podcast to a T. <laughs> Snickers, sweet tarts, and nerds. <laughs> no doubt. Well, as a candy connoisseur, I was going to go a little bit more traditional, uh, cool. and and just kind of direct sugar into the veins. Um, my top three were um, Crunch Bars, Nestle mm-hmm. Crunch Bars, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. And Skittles. I'm telling you what, there's nothing, there's nothing that jazzes up your palate like a (laughs) like one of those fun size packets of Skittles. You can be just chomping chocolate left and right, having some peanut butter left and right, and then all of a sudden you get a little fruit juicy goodness. The Mm -hmm. rain taste the rainbow, and bango Skittles just make your day. Uh, I don't know about that, but. You know, I'm surprised you didn't throw Butterfingers in there. No, 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 Butterfingers, no, Butterfingers, no. Honorable oh, mention yeah. would go to plain M&M's, oh. um, but... Uh, not, yeah. not an M&M guy. Well, see, Andrew, that's why we get along so well, because you're wrong and I'm right, and that's why it's <laughs> good to, you know, talk about these things. That's, yeah, yeah. I think you'd have to go uh, Snickers slash Butterfingers in there at number three. For you, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Butterfinger are, in there. Are you a Butterfinger guy because of Bart Simpson or just because you like Butterfinger? <laughs> uh, both. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, anyways, now you, if anyone's out there listening, you know which house to come to if you want the good stuff. If you want some unique uh, kind of off-brand stuff, the nerds and the sweet tarts and whatever, Butterfingers, oh, hey. go over there to Andrew's house. Hey, let's and let's call a spade a spade. You know Perry's not handing out the full size candy bars. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. And, no. and I'm also not handing out full handfuls either. Come on. It is and you're probably getting last year's candy that he just hasn't gotten around to eating yet. No, too, no, so. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> last last year's candy goes to the office. Oh. Yep. I keep that up there for the uh, for all the kids that come to the office. They get oh. the stale candy. They're, they're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're just lucky to have candy. So that's right. All right, Andrew. We also I want to bring back a, a, a feature. It's going to be a Halloween feature, though. Uh, it's a or a Halloween version of this feature, uh, if you don't mind. Let's bring back little uh, um, WCHL Fight Club. Oh, I'm in. I'm you ready? In. Who's who's going? All right, here we go. Some quarterfinal matchups, okay? Quarter, okay. Because in, in you in you just tell me who's going to – I want you to think about it. These are four classic matchups. In one of them, I'm going to have to adjust right off the right off the jump because I think it's like the top. It's like the one seed and the two seed going against one another. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it a little bit, okay? So uh, here we go. Um, the the first matchup in the WCHL Fight Club Halloween edition is Jason from Friday the Thirteenth versus Jigsaw from the Saw movies? Oh, Jigsaw all the way. Come on. That, oh, that guy was a perpetrator. Come on. Oh, Andrew, you're going oh, Jigsaw over Jason? Jason's oh, like yeah. the classic. He, he should be like the number one of the number two seed. Oh, 
Jigsaw was so sadistic in the things he did. Oh, yeah. The guy's ruthless. But he's not real. He's a dummy. Well, that's all right. Oh. That's all right. The dummy's going to get taken out by the dummy. I'm, so, I'm t- there you go. Th- this is, Andrew, we're finding out... you. This is like your candy selection. You're you're going for the you're going for the off brand, the the Dollar General type stuff, as opposed to, uh, no way, you know the real Nestle's and uh, type stuff. Oh. No, no way, no Jig, way. Jigsaw over over Jason Voorhees. I I don't believe it. Okay, um, here we go. Ready? Uh, quarterfinal number two in the WCHL Fight Club Halloween Edition. Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street versus Mike Myers from Halloween. Oh, Mike Myers all the way. Yeah. See, I, I figured he'd be the number one seed. Yeah. Mike Myers all the way. I originally had Jason versus Mike Myers. Then I said, no, they're going to battle it out in the final. Come on. So off topic here, not off topic really, yeah. but yeah. Um, on uh, Facebook and I believe Twitter also, you got to look up Michael, Mike Myers of Decatur. Mike Myers of Decatur. Why is that? Oh, it's so it's a guy and I want to say he's probably I think he's a fireman from what I've kind of put together. I think he's a fireman around around October, late September, October. He gets dressed up as Mike Myers and they videotape him and he stands like in the middle of the field on the highway or he'll stand in a tree. The other day he got a uh, station wagon that looked like the one out of the movie and drove around town and his wife is the one that videotapes it and she just lets him have it. And it is absolutely hysterical to watch. Really? Oh, it's hysterical. Oh, Mike Myers of Decatur. Yes. It's on, it's on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. Well, interesting. It is good stuff. I'll tell you this on my drive home the other day. Um, I knew it was Halloween. Uh, I should have, I should have known better, but as I'm driving home and I drive home on these little two lane country roads, and uh, there was this, I'm, I'm driving and I see this old man sitting out in the front of his yard and, <laughs> you know, he's wearing, you know, coveralls and stuff and he's just watching traffic go by. And I'm like, what is this old man doing? I mean, is he just lost? Is he, does he need to get across the road? Yeah. And as I got closer and I got closer, I found out it was a mannequin. It was a Michael Myers mannequin <laughs> that someone put there right in the middle of their yard. And it was That's awesome. Good. That's quality right there. It was great. I mean, I love seeing Mike Myers now. So, uh, at least there in that old man's yard or whatever. Yeah, so. that, that is quality. All right, here we got two more quarterfinals here in the WCHL Fight Club Halloween edition. Uh, quarterfinal number three, Chucky from Child's Play versus Ghostface from the Scream movies. Oh, Chucky all the way. Really? Oh, yeah. Another another sick, twisted individual. Yeah. Well, I think we're finding out a lot about you, Andrew. Yikes. <laughs> this is, is kind of like a psychology test, a personality test that we're doing. It is. I'm failing miserably. No, I don't know. You might be winning <laughs> miserably. Maybe I'm the one who's failed. All right. Last quarterfinal WCHL Fight Club for at least Andrew's edition. Um, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm. versus Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, all Hannibal. Come on, man. All, all Hannibal. Okay. See, now, if I were doing this, I would have gone Jason Voorhees over Jigsaw, Mike Myers over Freddy Krueger, easy. I would have gone Ghostface over mm, Chucky okay. because Chucky, I can't believe in Dumb Doll. Um, and then Leatherface. Come on. Leatherface was just terrifying. No, 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 no. You don't have dreams or nightmares of being chased by a crazy dude <laughs> with a chainsaw? Nope. 
Nope, nope. Hannibal Lecter, he's gonna eat. He's gonna catch him, and he's gonna eat his face. I mean, yeah. Look what he did in that cage. I mean, the guy's the guy's sneaky. All right. Well, very good. Well, next week we'll have to give it some thought, Andrew. We'll have to come up with the semifinals here for the WCHL Fight Club, and we might even have someone come in over the top rope um, to to join the fray. This uh, we could make it a. a like a triple threat match or something. So Andrew's oh, well. Andrew's quarterfinal winners are Mike Myers, Jigsaw, Chucky, and Hannibal Lecter. If you disagree or agree, uh, feel free to let us know on the on Twitter at WCHL Pod or on Twitter for the league at Western CHL. Andrew's Twitter account is uh, Stickford AM S T I C K F O R D A M. I'm on Twitter at CJP and OKLA. Let us know one way or the other what you think, if or maybe you've got another uh, contender for the WCHL Fight yeah. Club Halloween edition. Throw a, throw a curveball at us, right? I'm telling you what, maybe it could be you know like Jamie Lee Curtis or something from. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's she was a tough nut. So, Andrew, I got three words. I'm I'm getting old. I getting old, and uh, I got three words for you that will prove how old I am. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Compression sleeves. <laughs> CPAP. <laughs> and that and that's not a word, okay? I just want to so compression sleeves, CPAP, which isn't really a word, and uh, Cologuard, the uh, the old man sleeping package. I hear. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. There was, uh, you know, I I was really excited one day when the old uh, doorbell rang and uh, the UPS man was walking away, and uh, danged if he didn't leave me one of those stupid boxes you have to uh, do your business in. <laughs> and I just thought, man, if, if I've gotten old. My doctor really thinks I'm old, I guess. So, uh, anyways, that was that, that, the, that. My wife just looked at me and she goes, "Man, you are getting old." Wow. The 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 old man care package, the old man sleeping package, right there. I'm telling you what. So that's 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 how I know. I probably I'm probably going to have to take it easy after fight night down in uh, down in Southern Oklahoma at this uh, cheesy casino or wherever it is. Yeah, your your poor wife's your poor wife's probably going to have to drive home. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be too late. The old man's going to be in the passenger seat, and passed out. I think I can I think I can ask for an intermission so they can so I can get my nap in. Yeah, you might have to. You might have to. Jeez. All right, Andrew. Hey, after two periods, it's four to four. Utah and Colorado are still tied. And so congratulations. We've made it through. Uh, we've made it through this edition of the WCHL podcast without, number one, talking anything because we're not hockey players or any or right. not hockey folks. Not, we don't know what we're talking guys. about. Yep. Um, even though like last night and game, I, I saw a lot of folks. This was Arizona at ASU. I saw a lot of folks reaching out and saw a lot of folks uh you know reaching with their sticks as opposed to striding and catching up to things so i was like hmm yeah a little tired there what do you what do you what do you got there what are you dipping there what do you what's it sounds like something's dripping my my daughter's watch is attacking me here on the desk <laughs> oh geez good I, lord oh. I'm, a, I'm gonna quit messing with it yeah please quit messing with it let's get out of here andrew <laughs> Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to the WCHL podcast. We're sorry that you uh, made it this far through. It's 50-some-odd minutes. Uh, we do appre- We hope the volume, and we appreciate uh, Lee Tyner for giving us some uh, tips with the, uh, with the sound and for, uh, I guess, some good critique and uh, to make the production value a little bit better. Of course, it's still kind of uh, still cheesy. You and I are still here, Andrew, so, I mean, there's not a, not a whole lot we can do to make this better, but... 
we're uh, still winning. We're still winning, but I guess we ought to uh, we ought to give uh, let's give Dr. Lee Tyner a little bit of applause. Say thank you very much. That's right. And then uh, otherwise, man, let's uh, we have a lot to look forward to, and I can't believe that you are not going to go wave goodbye to the boys as they get on the bus to travel to Colorado they, this weekend. They are they are on their own. I'm telling you what, it's kind of like kids leaving the nest, right? Yep, they're on their own. All right, I'm going to hit that button, Andrew. Get us out of here. All right, everybody, have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. Watch some great hockey games, and we'll catch you on the flip side.